Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. do want to like you're you were on the fence you were ready to share them yesterday when i forgot to bring my actual recording equipment even though i drove all the way down here you're ready to share your secrets i show up today and you're like i've been second guessing i don't want to share my secrets I'm and the first subject you grab is secrets so you really <laughs> want to share your secrets i don't know kind of i think you need to find a way to just give vague theories about you and i don't even know what they are yet but i'm just i've heard i've had two people ever say this word to me before, and I was like, "You never fucking say that word again. You never say that <laughs> word don't again." Don't say that word in this no. house. Fuck no. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. E scouting. Okay. E scouting kind of gets a bad rap, you could say. As far people, as people wait, like no, define e scouting though, because there's different ways of e scouting. Like any you, way. The first thing when you said e scouting, the first thing that popped into my head was just pouring over maps. Like that's a form of e scouting. It's one form. Looking at water. Looking at Ag fields, pockets of ag surrounded by forests that might be, you know, out of the way spots that are overlooked, stuff like that. That's that can be e scouting, but there's another kind of e scouting which is just looking at other people's photos and reports and going to a hot area. I think that's the more kind of negative. Yeah, and that happened a lot more so in the forum days. You remember, like with Minnesota do, waterfall. All right, uh, if you're hunting an area that's got twenty thousand fucking geese in it. Uh, they're not hiding themselves. Get over yourself, dude. Like, they're, people aren't coming there because of your Facebook photo. Like, your secret. Blew everything your, up. Your, your secret isn't hunting Swan Lake on opener. Dude, I mean, those, t- those <laughs> thousands of birds that fly around every single morning and every single night, and people have relatives and friends. Like, oh, boy, you should see all the darn geese over here. Yeah, they talk. Like, people follow the birds. The birds are always one step ahead of us. You know what I mean? So what is your e? What are you? 
What's your e-scouting? I deploy as many tactics as I can possibly think of, but I can say some of the most fruitful ones are um, state DNR websites. They are the shit. Um, there is so much information on there, like way more than the misinformation you're going to get from social media. Like These are people who actually want their citizens to have good hunts, and they're putting out maps uh even minnesota's got the uh, recreational compass that's mm -hmm. awesome for scouting state land and um lots of information about uh studies about birds um um counts they're doing uh aerial surveys telling you what how many birds are where when um that's good info they've got tons of information on just where to hunt not just public land because minnesota is trash for hunting walk-in access private lands Lots of other states aren't trash. Right. So, like, when I get on an airplane and I go fly somewhere, I'm typically flying somewhere, and I'm going to get in my rental car, and we're going to – I don't scout the first morning on my trips. I hunt, and we go to one of those public lands. I can see a good radius sure. around and just set up a small spread, and, and I hunt. I don't waste any see time. See what in you a, see? Fucking scouting's waste of time in a vehicle. <sighs> Wow. It's all about e-scouting, man. <laughs> <laughs> Making uh, if you know, you a know. network. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, that's not, like, too much of a secret. Like, people call, like, um, yeah, if you're hunting out of state, you'll call the local conservation officer. People do it for big game all the time. Dude, I've called DNR officers before. Like, what do you see and when, where? Yeah, people do it for, like, like I said, big game hunting all the time. Like, where's the elk herd? You know, and they'll tell them. they just, like, straight tell them. Like, well, I called the Oregon DNR, like, last week. I got a hot tip on some Aleutians. Ooh, ooh <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, dude. We're going to get them. Maybe. Maybe. Um. Just got to convince Dave Smith and Brad Cochran to bring a bunch of Aleutian decoys and meet us there. Let's go, Dave. I'm not flying with a bunch of socks. <laughs> and I don't know how Sillos would work on them little birds. I don't know. They'd probably work pretty good. Probably. Um, so the DNR, the state DNR website, man, they have layers and layers to peel back, man. It's an endless onion. Um, one of the, our nearby states, I won't say which one, but I found a program, a government program that landowners have to en enroll in if they want a certain benefit. Well, one of those, um, something they have to do is they have to allow public hunting. Mm. But these maps aren't on Onyx. These maps aren't on base maps. Uh -huh. They're nowhere. This isn't volunteer public access. This is just private This isn't walk-in access. This isn't um, plots land. This is something like deep within the onion layers of the DNR this website. Somebody that uh, way to I'm guessing is a way because you haven't told me so I mean we can talk off off air but I'm guessing it's something to do with like um, crop damage agricultural okay yeah, yeah. To get a check from the government you've got to let people hunt here <laughs> that's their terms you know what I mean yeah if you want if you want to recoup your losses uh, here's what you gotta do and then um there's four layers to every every anywhere you go anytime you want to check out an area there's four layers that you have to work your way down. Either work your way up or down. But there's federal layer. So a bunch of um, federal lands you can hunt. Bureau of Land Management, Department of the Interior, Fish and Wildlife Service, National Park Service, um, like the St. Croix Scenic Riverway. Mm -hmm. That's federal land. Like you got to, what can I hunt that's federal? From there, you take it one step down. State land. So now you're looking at wildlife management areas, walk-in access to private land, um, state parks, state forests, state forests. Then you go down the next layer. Now you're at county. 
a lot of county parks you can hunt. Um, and that about covers county, doesn't it? I think so. What did we say? The um, WPAs are, is that a state? That's fed. That's fed. Yeah, waterfall w, production But WMAs aids. are state. Yeah, WMAs are state, and then you go down to city. Okay. And I mean, like, uh, I live here in the metro area. I just Google uh, city of Becker, Minnesota, goose hunt. City of Albertville, Minnesota, goose hunt. City of Farmington, Minnesota, goose hunt. And a lot of cities have small areas that are rural enough where with, they have carved it out city that would normally be in city limits. And if you deer hunt, man, which I don't give a shit about, oh, but yeah. holy cow, is there some options to hunt in the yeah, cities? Right in the twin cities. So like, those are like right the, in the twin cities. But I just, I don't know. There's a lot of great information out there. And I feel like it's in, in front of everybody's face. Like I got been really into this, just this hunting public land kick I'm on because I'm like, shit, I've been being a lazy motherfucker getting in my truck. And just driving around till I find a door to knock on. Mm-hmm. My whole life, like, this takes work to, like, go through those layers. Well, and that's why, I mean, this might be a, a secret, you know, in air quotes, but it's really not so much a secret because the vast majority of people are too damn lazy to go through all this rigmarole. Dude, the Utah. They're not going to do it. Dude, there's some crazy resources on those websites. Like, the Utah DNR website posts an interactive map where they put every band on and have put every band on since the 60s and where it's recovered. Like wow. You can see, like, That's pretty cool. the cinnamon That'd teal. That'd be fun just to go look at. It's awesome. <laughs> it kind of bogs down phones. That's the only, like, I had the Wildfall magazine subscription for a long time. I let it lapse, but the the thing in there that I really looked forward to every episode was just the band, the band uh, stories and the band map that show, like, you know, a dot way in Alaska, and then it was harvested in Louisiana. Like, that shit, that, I like that stuff. That stuff's fascinating. All right, I'll do one secret. Uh-oh, here we go. All right, listen, people. <laughs> what is it called? The uh, Alberta Conservation Association or something like that? They had like eight running GPS neck collars showing almost live feeds. Oh. On you touched lesser, on this on, on lesser your snap story, I think, didn't you, this spring? Uh, yeah, but I didn't tell anybody what the fuck it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Link so they could actually <laughs> see I did not give at. any links. I didn't give any hints, nothing like that. But as far as I know, like nobody fucking knew about these birds and uh every single goose they put a net collar on went to um went to california except one goose two goose two goose two goose two uh flew down with his homies and then he was he hit yellowstone and took a hard southeast he flew from yellowstone to dallas i think in overnight um or like in a 15 or 20 hour. It took, just took one ping per day. And they would post where the goose was at noon. Every, so crazy. At, every day they'd post it at noon. And then uh, it was lagged. It was lagged by 24 hours. And then for, I think, the safety of the bird, they lagged it another 24 mm. hours. So the most updated timing <laughs> I could get. The, <laughs> the most updated timing I could get was about 48 hours old. So this bird was, went from like... <laughs> Um, down to Houston. Then he shot back up all the way to Nebraska. Then down into Kansas. This was snow? This snow goose. This celestial snow goose. And he was moving at like 100 miles a day. Every time he pinged, he was zigzagging somewhere crazy. I'm like, God damn. Like, dude, the world is so goddamn small to these birds. And then uh, he settled in. And I was like, we were guiding in Oklahoma. <laughs> and he settled into a place in Kansas. I'm like, that is 
That's not that far. That's two hours off my drive home. <laughs> you know, like, fuck. I don't know. Well, he's in this pond for the last three days. Now he's in this pond. It's a mile away. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to go get him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty cool. And that area he was in in Kansas, too, didn't have many whites. Like, so I know. If, yeah, so if I, like, I was like, that's a fucking dark goose area, man. Like, yeah, there's a whitey here and there and there, but... He not was, many i mean out. he was yeah, yeah dude yeah. i fucking drove past a pond <laughs> that had like 300 darks and one white goose standing there on a muskrat hut and i pulled this slammed the brakes hit the ditch pooped my pants <laughs> got the binoculars up he's nothing no nothing on Son him. dude i drove around in the area for like 90 does he have a collar or is it just a gps yeah, it's a gps collar on him that'd be kind of hard to see would it no no and not. now now when you know what you're looking for and uh yeah, I drove around for like 90 minutes, and I was like, well, that was fun. <laughs> I'd never seen this part of the country before. Oh, I got your blood pumping. So then I, I took off and went home, and I was like, whole way home. I'm like, so 48 hours from now, I'm going to know how close I was. Because I, oh. I was there around noon. Right. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I got within three quarters of a mile. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Fuck, that was exciting, though. That's Especially fun. when I seen that one snow wow. goose I saw the whole time I was there. Right. What would he, what would you have done if it was that was? Him? I would have shot him with a rifle with no license. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Uh yeah. I would have. I I don't know. Got a license. Start knocking on some doors. I would have really. I have, probably would have put a sneak on him. Tried to. Oh, that, I, I, that's license, what I would have done. Any any way I could have possibly got my ass to him. Yeah. Um, I would have done. Uh. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> and, the, and the research would be like, "You son of a bitch! <laughs> you are why we have a leg." <laughs> and I was like, telling as he hit other areas, I'd like contact people out there that I knew he was around. Like, hey, dude, you got a neck collar? And I wouldn't two. send him the link, but I'd send him a pin drop of where it was that day. <laughs> Look out for number two, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, you got a neck collar? It's on this leg. They're like, what? How do you know? I know things. I know things, dude. And uh, I know things. I think they've got – I think six of the eight of those collars are now uh, not operational. But Goose, oh, wow. I was really happy, though, dude. I watched Goose 2. Like, I watched him go back up through the Dakotas. And after that, I was watching. I was like, please don't die. Please don't, please don't die. Like, if he I made, failed, if I failed like, if like if somebody else got him, I'd be so jealous. <laughs> Did you look at the ones that aren't reporting? Are they Were they harvested or were they just they, – They fucking die all the all time, time yeah. man. Like, Birds I don't know what their and, failure rate is on those. Birds get killed by hailstorms. The batteries get, die. The, they get – uh, I'm sure they get struck by lightning from time they to time. They fall off. Yeah, they fall off. They get eaten by an eagle or a hawk or whatever. I mean, there's. it's not like hunters are the only thing out there jacking these things. And I, I don't think I can say the last one. I can't what do did it. I almost, I almost hit something yesterday. Or not yesterday, a couple of days ago. I don't remember what it was. It was a bald was eagle. Like, you sent me a picture of it. <laughs> it wasn't the bald eagle. At your eagle. house. There is one. There was one close to my house, but I didn't almost hit that. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. But anyways. I ever tell you I got shit on by a bald eagle? Like, right? No. Like, a be... fucking just a splat. Oh, I bet that's last nasty. Summer, last summer, it was fucking disgusting. Oh. Not a big fan of bald eagles. Ooh, that's so gross. They're that's pretty gross. fish and It was fish. fish. It was definitely oh. fish. Like it, I don't know how it got real white, but it was just running down the side of my cheek, oh. like kind of getting in the corner of my eye, stinging. <laughs> it was bad. That's nasty. So, the last thing... I I'm not gonna go too in depth because there is there's another there's a lot of layers you can pull back on this too but 
look into citizen science. Uh, citizen science. Or ornithologies, uh, like ornithological uh, societies, birding groups, local birding groups, and... Oh, I think I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You've the, said too much. The information <laughs> on there uh, is unbelievable. Hmm. It's... It's... Uh, and they would view you as enemy number one. <laughs> you know what's weird? These people are really fanatical about birding. And even though they know somebody might use this op- use this information they can't not for evil, say it. they can't not say it yeah. because it's for science. Right. Yeah, they have to report well, what they a, saw. And it's a, brag- it's a bragging board thing, too. I mean, if it's something somewhat rare, let's say a collar, whatever, they're gonna be they're gonna go on their forums and be like, "Oh, cool! I was at the blah 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 refuge, yeah. and there's a there's a whatever whatever." Like they can't wait to say that shit. One thing I've noticed though, I've got some fucking some areas that I go that I've been going to traditionally for four or five years that are just just disgustingly stacked with birds. Uh, I'll go on these secret sites I know about and see if there's any sort of information regarding those areas. Nothing. Not a damn peep about it. I'm like, hmm. That's crazy. Um, to to really um, take advantage of the information on ornithological societies and birding groups, there has to be birding groups in that area. Like, it's a very regional thing, like, where, um, like, I mean, just people in this part of the country, they love it. And then people down in that part of the country don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, it's like NASCAR. Well, it's it's probably cultural. You know, I mean, like somewhere around the Twin Cities metropolitan area, any big metropolitan area, you're probably going to run into more people that are less inclined to hunting and have a negative opinion of hunting. You start getting some of these more rural states. Some of these states don't really – they're big town. Like Iowa, Des Moines is their big town. Des Moines is not a big town. It's pretty small. So you're going to run into less of those people that hold that – cosmopolitan view that might be anti-hunting so they wouldn't be they might even find it kind of cool if they said they weren't a hunter but they're like hey there's this trophy animal bird or whatever it might be i just saw it on this refuge you should go get that thing i mean i've had kind of similar things like that said to me by by locals before they think they they don't actively do it but they think it's kind of cool i was just asking i just got permission on some fields in the area that i hunt Tell me how many acreages it is. That's how I know somebody's full of shit. I'd have to add it up. (laughs) But um, he was telling me about all the cranes that they have. Yeah. And uh, how he's got a – actually, this wasn't one of the landowners. This was – I stopped at a house I thought was the the landowners, and it wasn't. They were just renting it or whatever. But this guy was giving me the old – yeah, I got a 17 HMR just uh, just for all these damn cranes. I was like, okay then. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. Oh man, uh, how many people listen to this podcast? Of uh, two or three. Here's here's how I always feel about uh, to techno using technology is I usually stay a couple years ahead of the curve. But so when I when I get myself a beautiful flower, it's already it's losing its first petal. <laughs> sure. Well, you're like you're like the military. Anytime any like a new technology comes out whether like for fishing is the most obvious so some sort of like underwater sonar the new thing yeah the navy has been using that 10 years ago this isn't new technology it's new to the public and whatever the navy is using now it's basically like cartoon version of a fish swimming down there in, in real time like as good as you think you have it 
with current technology, you don't have what's out there. I'm, dude, there's like, when you start looking at these uh, birding groups and shit, if they're really into it in a certain area, you practically have every goose in a county locked down thanks to five people, <laughs> and you have photos. Right. I'm like, oh, that's weird. They fed across the road this morning. I'm sitting at work right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at this. Like, I, I uh, always send, I'll send snaps to my hunting buddies. Like, windshield time. Like, I'm on a good one right here. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow migrations. Yeah, and it's, that's pretty cool. That's a good tip. Uh, what I like about that tip is that it still requires you to do the work. It's eBird. It's eBird. That's what that's it's like an app that's or what? Website. Oh, it's a website. Yeah. But people are still they're just not going to do it. I mean, some people will, but I don't think the masses are gonna. They will in five years. Everybody will be using eBird. Mm. But uh, I mean, just like Onyx Maps. I had an Onyx sure. Maps when I had an iPhone just probably just to get Onyx Maps. You know, like mm-hmm. and I was using that. Uh, five years before everybody else, even like plat books. Like, I should get that. I'm wind. What's that old. wind app that you use? That windy app is that what it's called? Yeah, windy's just a I weather app that, that. kind of has a good wind. But it shows you like you've you've pulled it up here a couple times, and it shows you like all the little arrows. Like you see the minutia of it, so it's like it shows how the channel. wind's like moving across the country. Yeah, the weather channel might say southeast, but if you pull up the actual area you're going to be hunting, it might be south southeast or east southeast. You never know or, how it's going to be like twisting and curling. Yeah, so yeah. kind of tell you. I yeah, mean, you get good. Uh, you could get more accurate forecasts of what part of the state might see a my uh, like a molt migration, like just because. Put let's put Rochester. Rochester might not be calling for a northwest wind. It might be an east wind or something, depending on where a low or a high system is. But all of a sudden, here a little bit north of St. Cloud, it's showing a a northerly or northwestern wind. It's like, well, if you want to get on a, a nice uh, mig hunt, just head up that way. Yeah. Have fun with eBird. Five years from now, I'll be using like uh, <laughs> be using do- I'll be hooked thing. into the Doppler radar yeah, system. Right. Yeah. Have my own custom app. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know where every Nick's Nick's taking hacking large body from the bird Russians is and just getting the into government like straight from uh, straight from Noah. He's just right on there looking at one thing about the date. radar arrow, arrow ecology though too is they've got um, Birdcast. Birdcast is where they are starting to make predictions on uh, migration intensities. Really? Based on the weather, and then they track it real time. They'll show you how many birds moved through the area. That's kind they of actually, important. There's, there's a couple different ways they count them. Like they'll put a, like just a column from the ground to outer space. How many birds fly Go through that, through that column? column. Okay. They'll do something like that. And there's another way they map them too, like where it's a curtain. And okay. like, yeah, or some, you know, over an area. Cross that. I'm not sure. Sh- yeah, it's, goal line dude, or whatever. This shit, they'll, they'll send me during the fall and spring migrations. They will send out like weekly emails, even more than weekly. Like you'll get a couple few emails a week when you sign up for their newsletter, and it is so fucking sciency. And this is for what? Which it's for one? science. Oh, that's I uh um Birdcast. Birdcast. Yeah, it's like forecast, but I'll it's for birds. On that email, that would just be interesting. Oh, it's that super interesting. Fasc- that stuff fascinates me because, like, it doesn't even have to be ducks or geese. Like, if the robin migration or whatever, I just find mm-hmm. all that stuff interesting. Yeah, it's crazy how late the songbirds come <clears throat> through. But, man, you're talking about these birds weigh – these birds, like, the songbirds are weighing less than a bag of chips. And somehow these things go from Canada to Bolivia and Argentina. Well, I, have, I don't those know. Those upper-level winds is just like, you know, that story, that speck, that, you know, covered – northern saskatchewan all the way to kansas or arkansas whatever it was in like one trip yeah like reaching speeds of 200 and some odd miles an hour like good god have you ever heard the story of how banding actually started probably not 
I could tell you real quick before we sign this Let's one do off. It. How long are we at, actually? Uh, yeah, we got time. I guess this is how the story goes. Like, um, right after guns got invented, like in the 17, uh, I, I don't, maybe I don't the know. Chinese. Whenever. I don't know. Some dudes shot this crane, and they're in Germany, I think, or somewhere in that Europe region, and they go pick it up, and they're like, that's fucking weird. Had like a um, a spear thrown. Oh, crazy. It has a spear in it, and they're like, that's fucking really weird. So now like people are really starting to use guns, and they're just starting to mop up these cranes like they right. never had before. And it over like a five-year period, they found like 27 cranes with spears through them. And there was like... Like uh, they think they thought barnacle geese turned into barnacles. There was like, they, pe- people had no fucking idea where these birds went. And so then they're like, well, uh, so there was a uh, a college there that was like keeping a collection of all these spears. They traced it to Africa. They're like, why wouldn't spear from yeah, Africa African be in that spear bird? Yeah, that's like crazy. it takes like four months by ship to get right. there. You know, like. What the fuck? So then they started banding them and like figuring all this stuff out little bit by little bit. That's Dude, we cool. still don't know where like all the snow geese, um, where they well, have so breeding remote. colonies. Yeah, I mean, I think they found one in like 1992 or 97. They had never known about. And you gotta dodge polar bears to research them, and it's weather is always a factor. What's that island that's kind of off Alaska, but it's Russian? Um. Well, it's hard to say. All those the Aleutian Islands, they connect no, to the... No, no, no. It's north of there. But they're getting a fucking ton of geese migrate or uh, nesting on that, and they never have before. It's it's Russian, but it's close to St. Lawrence? No, it's... Uh, but, yeah, it's global warming, I guess. I got... Uh, like, that island, that island uh, uh, it's never had... Diomede? This oh, is it like right here. Wrangell Island. That's what it is. Wrangell Island, Russia. Where is it? It's a. Uh, Hold on, I'll put it in there. Right? It's just a uh, yeah. It's over Russia, but it's Island. pretty close to Alaska. In the Chukchi oh, Sea. Well, they, yeah, that's straight north of Russia. That's that should be. Yeah, Russia so a lot of those Wrangell Island birds, <clears throat> they go down to. Uh, god, that's the so Pacific Coast. There, dude. Oh my god, that's so far up there. That's just crazy to me. I guess there's a songbird too. Where there's two populations of them, and they they both are nesting up in the Arctic. Maybe they're not songbirds, but there's some Arctic bird, and they split. They some go east, like, and some go west. So some will go down through, uh, like, China and the Korean Peninsula to get to Africa, and the other ones go through Greenland and uh, the United Kingdom to get there. There's a whole bunch of crazy shit coming out now with these. Uh, our, um, here's one another keyword if you want to, uh, if you want to. Google this, it would be to your benefit. Uh, <laughs> MOTUS, M O T U S, MOTUS Wildlife M-O-U-T-S. Tracking. M O U T S. M O T U S. MOTUS. T U S. Also Icarus. MOTUS and Icarus. Uh, there's, MOTUS. There's a, there's fucking that, that's money for you right there. That's a uh, MOTUS Mobile Workforce Management and Software. MOTUS Wildlife Tracking. <laughs> Dude, MOTUS is a network of um. There it is. They're like bunny ears. Uh, oh, you know how like you, uh, you're at in a store and they put those uh, security chips in a DVD so you don't steal a DVD. Mm-hmm. It, go, it like they, it goes off when you sure. go through there. So they're putting those on birds pretty much. Oh, okay. And then they're putting up a network of receivers so anytime a bird flies past one, bing. But these things they get down to one two hundredth of a gram. So they're putting them on insects. 
Oh my god. They're starting to track like insect insect movement with it. And uh, there's Canada geese and ducks. They're putting all sorts. Cool. I think they're called uh, nanotags or geotags. And then there's one other project, the Icarus project. That's that was in the news like two weeks ago. I've been I've known about it for quite a while. But they just installed a piece on the International Space Station that's going to make it a lot more powerful. This is from the Max Planck Institute of Ornithology over in Germany. But they have live tracking on a lot of different waterfowl species hmm. going on from that satellite technology. So that's, that's not like crazy. That's not DVDs in a store right, type right, technology. Right, right. It's like a, like, this is connected to the International Space Station now. Dude, that's nuts. Just to track wildlife, man. That's pretty cool, though. It's super cool. Okay. Did we burn this one out? Yeah, I think we covered. Now a lot you got of all shit. my fucking secrets. I'm gonna Everybody's need more of them. He's got secrets. I'm just kidding. I saved some. Twelve, thirteen, or fourteen people are gonna have all your secrets. Yeah, if they made it through all our rambling. Exactly. This one, I don't think we ramble too much in this one. But all right, bye. This has been the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast Waterfall Wednesday with Nick J. Thanks everybody for joining. Hey, if you got some uh, waterfall lovers out there that you know. They are not aware of the Waterfall Wednesday or Full Scale Outdoors podcast. Let them know. Share it with your buddies. Keep it going around. Uh, don't forget, if you have a beard, if you're thinking about growing a beard, take care of that some bitch. Go to thebeardstruggle.com. Put in code FULLSCALE15 at checkout. Save yourself 15%. Thank you again for listening. Whatever your passion, especially if it's waterfall, pursue it. Full Scale. Full Scale.